On this week's episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we have Vic Diaz and Curtis Paulison talking about all the great things that they're doing for veterans in our community. And we also have a special guest appearance from Lee Olson, who shot this live on location at Waldo's, probably the most beautiful place we've ever shot a podcast. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. I am Curtis Carpenter. I'm here with another Curtis, Curtis Paulison, and we're here with Vic Diaz. And you guys are veterans that are trying to help veterans. Correct. All right. And beautiful day here. We're at Waldo's. Um, uh, we're shooting away from the ocean, but I'm looking at the ocean, and I probably won't take my eyes off of it the entire podcast here. It's just so nice out of here. So thank you to Lee and to uh, Waldo's for letting us shoot out here. But uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah? Yeah, staying busy, staying busy, getting ready for some big uh, functions that we got going on. I know you got a big golf tournament coming up. We let's, do. Let, let's talk about, so how we're going to do this, we'll talk about the golf tournament, and then we'll go into what it benefits and, and how you guys are helping veterans. So when is this golf tournament? Sure. Um, I've always had, this is the seventh year for the golf tournament, and since its inception, we probably made over four hundred dollars to $500,000, give or take, within kind. Uh, to help our veterans. It's on uh, June 18th. I do it the day before Father's Day every year. Smart. Purposely thinking the wives will let the men come on out and not have a hard time and, and, and go. Well, when I first started it, uh, when we first started it, we got maybe 70, maybe 70 golfers. Um, after the third year, it got so big that the county actually shuts down Sandridge and gives wow. us both courses. And due to the fact that we can't, um, they can't handle with their clubhouse, the luncheon afterward, we also get the state fairgrounds for our luncheon oh, afterward, man. and the county's great. But it is June 18th at Sandridge, um, uh, it's a scramble, it's a 08 start, check-ins at 07, which would be 7 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> for those uh, all you civvies civilians, out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. Uh, this year, last year, we had 260 golfers. 260, oh my God. And you started with 70 the first year. Started with 70. Largest tournament uh, Sandridge ever had. That's insane. So how many foursomes is that? I mean, that's... That's 65 if you do the math. Are you doubling up on every hole? I mean, um, well, almost. Yeah, wow. I have one and a half because we got to, you know, it's got to keep the flow going, obviously. I'm sure those par um, threes, they don't want two guys on. Or two no, two and Bella, on. Bella is, is great to us, the uh, pro over there. Yeah, Bella Nagy, great guy. Yeah, excellent great guy. guy. Yeah. And then... Uh, Tommy Charan's out on Route 60 Hyundai. Uh, he gives us a car. We got a car for a hole-in-one on, right. uh, on the dunes course. And then on the uh, lakes course, which is the water course, uh, we have a $10,000 hole-in-one prize. So you can win a car or $10,000 with a hole-in-one. Depending on what course, course you're on. on. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, how does somebody sign up? I want to play golf. How do I play? Sure. Um, you can either, I can give you a telephone number. You can do it this way. Um, Curtis Paulison, 772-538-2484. Or bbirc.org slash events. That allows them to go right on and sign up and pay at the same time, which is pretty easy. Uh, and it gives us a good control over the flow of the golfers. Okay. Because we both get, once somebody does that, we both get uh, an email and we know so we can keep the foursomes lined up as they come in. 
so we know how much room we don't, we can't oversell it. That's not allowed. So <laughs> two hundred and sixty one golfers can't. No, have that. no, it's two eighty eight. Oh that's gonna be our max. Two eighty eight right. is the max on it, and that's our goal this year. So all you golfers out there, come help support uh, this golf tournament because every bit of money stays in Indian River County and goes to help the veterans in Indian River County. That's all veterans in Indian River County. Well, that's what I want to touch on next is you guys have tons of fundraisers and we're talking about the golf tournament because it's coming up, but talk about where that money goes and who it helps. Well, for the last 14 years, BVIRC, and in the last three years with veterans of Indian River County, uh, we have been able to create roughly 30 uh, beds for homeless veterans, plus house veterans who receive grants from the VA slash HUD uh, and they get their own apartment. We help furnish that apartment with everything they need to get on with their life. Uh, it also helps us. We have an office that uh, we file claims with. And of course, we need supplies and such, but we also do veterans court. Veterans courts allows veterans who get arrested for a third degree felony or less to be able to come into vet court program and if they complete the program their charges are dismissed because if they don't they probably go to jail but that's our goal is to keep them off there and we have to help support them also as mentors you know helping keeping them on the straight and narrow uh, in some case housing them so those are those are a lot of the programs that we participate in and over the last, I would say, 14 years, we probably brought into Indian River County in excess of $15 million from claims won. We've been kind of the last resort. People come to us after they've been denied by the VA. We've learned very well by reading the VA's manuals and stuff. We've learned how to prosecute the cases in a manner that the VA has to stand up and listen. And usually they get up going to uh, get denied on the first couple levels and end up at the Board of Veteran Appeals and lo and behold they win. I've had three cases this week that they've won and received in back payments over $135,000. That's wild. It so, is. Yeah, so we've got a ton of veterans groups in Indian River County and, and it, you know it's funny you think oh well there's all these groups obviously the veterans are being taken care of but I guess that's not necessarily the case. I mean there's a lot of people that like you said have claims denied by the VA or are homeless or uh, we were talking before the podcast started. Uh, one of you was saying that there was somebody that was living three years in a home without water. Correct. And didn't have any help, and you guys were able to help them. Right. We had another one just the other day. A Marine uh, was evicted from his, uh, his uh, mobile home, had no place to go, has no income. Uh, fortunately, we had one small room open, so we brought him in. We bought whatever we could store for him at, at our... Uh, house on uh, 955 Old Dixie, which was the first one we started out with, with four beds. It's still running now, eight years later. And, you know, so we were able to get him in there. You know, Curtis and I are also veterans advocate. I had a guy uh, who came back from the VA, and an hour later, he's paralyzed. He goes to the hospital, they do emergency surgery, and now he's paralyzed from the neck down. Well, his family calls and they're, they're all upset. They don't think he's being treated correctly. Uh, they, they say, you know, well, the nurses are being rude to him. They're caught saying he's rude to them. And so I go up and 
I try to smooth the feathers. You know, I talk to the nurse and say, you know, you have to understand, this man has a VA disability that is very, he has an ang real bad anxiety. So yeah, he's gonna react. The man can't move, he can hardly talk. So yeah, he's probably gonna yell at you to try to get your attention. And thankfully, they were very receptive to that. But that's kind of the stuff that Curtis and I do. We advocate for veterans in need. And uh, well, you were saying, Curtis, too, that there's so many different organizations within Indian River County. Um, granted, there's a lot of different organizations for veterans, but in reality, there's only two or three or four that actually really do stuff that really needs to be done. In fact, Vic and I used to, I used to be on the Veterans Council. I was the vice president of the Veterans Council. I had some great purple, uh, people working with me. Uh, you might even know one, Chris Manson, <laughs> excellent lady. The, the one, the one viewer and listener to this podcast. <laughs> okay, well, hi, Chris. <laughs> um, but um, the, the one thing that, even though there's about four or five that actually do, listen, the Veterans Council does some great things. Um, I, I'm happy with some of the programs. Most of the programs that they have, me and Vic put in. We right. instituted yeah. those programs, and I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back. But, but yeah, no, I mean, a good deed deserves, you know, some... Yeah. some yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the main thing is, is I like to keep, like with Vic and I, our overhead maybe is five to seven percent. Right. That's it, five right. to seven. But when you get into different, and I'm not naming names, okay, but when you get into different organizations where they got a 38, 40 percent overhead, that's, not, to me, that's not a 501c3. Right, right. We were actually just talking about that on the ride over here. I have a friend of mine whose wife was the uh, CEO of the company that owned Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois and Michigan and Iowa and all these different... Blue Cross companies, but they were considered a nonprofit. She was making like fifteen million dollars a year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. Did you give us that phone number. <laughs> now I see why the business uh, isn't making any money. <laughs> wow. It's because it's all going to the executives, but uh, and obviously that's an anomaly. That's not yeah. all nonprofits. Sure. But um, so I know that there's next gen vets, and I know that there's Vietnam vets, and I know that there's there are different groups for all of these different types of veterans. Do you guys with this golf uh, with this golf benefit? Does it support a specific type of veteran or just anybody that served anybody that served that is honorably discharged okay okay um obviously if if, if a veteran calls me and it, it, you know if he got a say he got a bad discharge or a medical discharge or other than honorable and i feel for the guy because everybody makes mistakes sure okay and if i'm gonna help i'm gonna help him you know even if it's out of my own pocket sometimes right. but we all any vets that are um that are honorably discharged, we're there to help. And and we can go on a one-by-one -one basis, which we have, because we have emergency funding also, sure. um, besides just the homes, because we have a lot of them say, oh, my refrigerator went, I got three kids in the house, blah, blah, you know, then we find a way to do it. We and do. the good thing is, is I do work with the next gen. Mm -hmm. I do, Vic works with the next gen. Uh, I work with the Vietnam vets, but I'm the president of the veterans of Indian River County. Right. And, um, but to me, we have to have a collaboration. And, and that's the one thing that I express no matter where I speak or if I'm doing a, a, a private function or a speaking engagement, collaboration is the one thing because we're all working here for the same goal. Now, are there issues with collaboration with the other veterans groups or does everybody well, kind of work pretty keep, well together? Keep, keep an understand. You know what? I too was on the executive board of the Veterans Council. Well, you know what? That means I have to serve two masters. I have to serve and help the Veterans Council raise money, and I have to have her, our group raise money. And that becomes a conflict at times. Uh, so when we, our group, decided to detach from the Veterans Council, it was for that reason. 
uh, we needed to kind of, we, you know, we're not a large organization. We maybe have 50 members, and we got to hustle for every dollar that we can raise to help the veterans of Indian River County, which is, our mission is different than the Veterans Council mission uh, in many ways. They go out and they get uh, Impact 100 grams to help veterans whose homes uh, you know, are damaged and stuff to help them fix their homes and things of that nature. And that, that's, that's all well and good. Uh, we don't have the money to do that. Do we have the money to help uh, pay an electric bill or get somebody's car repaired? This vet I told you about, uh, the Marine vet from the other day, well, his truck has been broke down in the driveway for months. The battery's dead, his water pump's gone and everything else. I called my auto repair place. They picked it up. They'll have it repaired by Wednesday. We will pay for that repair. It's eight hundred dollars. We've, we've we've spent over two thousand dollars helping people get their cars repaired because they needed them, or they couldn't go out and get a job, which is a uh, catch twenty-two. Right. So those are the things that Curtis and and our group, Curtis group and our group, do, and that's you know kind of where the rubber meets the road. We're engaged every single day helping veterans of Indian River County. And we will be, I mean, I'm not bragging, but I'll be 74 in a couple of months. <laughs> so I'm kind of getting up there, as with most of the other guys in the group. We're trying to bring the younger group in to teach them how to file claims correctly, to teach them how we do, we spend our money to help veterans. And that's, that's where we're at. And it's, it's, it's a struggle every day, but we have a mission. And we're all, I'm an old Marine, he's old Army. We know about operational plans and we know about missions. And we don't stop until our mission is complete. So I want to talk a little bit about how you guys actually got into veterans, helping veterans. Uh, Curtis, you and I were talking, you moved here in 1985 and then mm. went into the service in 89. Let's talk a little bit about when you got out what you did and then what got you into helping veterans? Sure. Um, well, I got out uh, the first, I actually went in the Army, got out, and then went back in active duty. Um, I got my degree. I was a nurse. Um, my second time I went back in, I was an actual nurse. And uh, when I got in there, the first time it was the war, and I got out of the war, it was Desert Storm. I came back, I got discharged, and we used to have a National Guard unit down here in Vero Beach, right at the uh, at the South County line right over there that used to be a National Guard unit. So I joined that unit and I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I don't have to get deployed. Boom. A month later, Hurricane Andrew hits. <laughs> they shipped me down to Hurricane to Miami for about, about uh, three, four, five months. I can't remember how long, quite a while. And, uh, and I saw some of the guys that, that were in the unit that were struggling. And I'm like, God, you know, there's got to be an easier way. Well, then I went back in in 95 and got out. I got injured in Kuwait. Um, they, the Kuwaiti doctors operated on the wrong leg on me. Oh, my and gosh. And then they, when I got back to Fort Hood, they screwed up my correct leg, and, and oh, it was a big mess. Man. So I got discharged. They sent me to Fort Stewart. So I got out, and in between that period of time, luckily I had a little bit of money, and I'd already had a career because I was. they called me the old man because I joined the military. I was 24. So, but, um, so... Um, but a lot of the guys and girls that are coming back out and, and uh, 
transitioning, sometimes it takes 18 months to two years to even get any type of any type of benefit from the VA. So I started seeing it and seeing it, and my father-in-law um, used to run the uh, Italian-American War Veterans. So he kept bugging me, saying, hey, you know, come join us, come join us. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, these old guys sitting there drinking beer, smoking cigars, you know, at nine, you know, at 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever. But it wasn't like that. And I met some great people. I actually, believe it or not, became the uh, Italian-American War Veterans president. Paulson, that's a good Italian name. Yeah, right? yeah, perfect yeah. Italian name. <laughs> but my little wife, she's pure Italian. So, so I, I enjoyed it. We did a lot of good things. And um, I got to meet some great people, one of them being Vic and uh, started working and then they asked me to come to the Veterans Council said yeah I'll do it and then I started seeing some of the great things that we could do to help these vets and then how grateful they were and then even the ones finally they get something they come back and they give back in a couple of years say hey just like Jason Pants or you know a lot sure. of these guys that, that need a little bit of help and a, a hand up I should say not a handout and uh, so I, I felt it was the correct thing to do and I've been doing it ever since. That's that's great. Yeah. How about you, Vic? How'd you get well, into this? Well, I got into it. I got out. Uh, I got discharged from the Marine Corps after about six years. I had got blown out of a helicopter in Vietnam and messed my ankle up pretty good. I got medevaced, and I came home. And after I get discharged, I, I uh, my ankle was in bad shape. I filed for disability. Well, I'm going to fast forward 30 years later. Uh, I'd had. Uh, finally got my 100% permanent total for injuries received in Vietnam. I have the ankle got, finally a doctor finally found out what was wrong with my ankle, it tore the ligaments and tendons, and I was that, that way for 25 years. Um, and I, I worked for a while, then my heart, I started having problems with my heart, well I'm boots on the ground, Vietnam combat marine. So we know all about Agent Orange by now. So I, I ended up getting diabetes, I ended up with a triple bypass, and I uh, was living in California at the time, and my wife was ill, So I, uh, and I was put out on disability. I moved to Oregon, and I started hearing all these stories about vets being not getting their benefits and stuff like that. So I got together with a couple other ones, and we formed Southwest Oregon Veterans Outreach. And we started filing claims on their behalf and trying to get them homeless, getting them housed and stuff. And we started having some success. Well, my wife passed away, and then uh, I, you know, years later, I reconnected with my first love from uh, Long Island, New York. Uh, I was, we, we dated for a couple of years. Oh, I never imagine you were from New York with that accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just going to say, I so thought it was a marine thing. <laughs> we ended up moving to Florida in 2008, because I didn't know anybody. And I hooked up with a guy by the name of Mike Bodner. We were doing toys for tots at the time. And we started talking about doing claims. And then a friend of mine who lived in my development, Tim Nightingale, I met him and I started, I filed a claim for him. And he wanted to be interested in, he wanted to be interested in filing a claim. So we got together and we formed, we started forming another chapter of Vietnam Vets of America. Uh, we stayed with them for a few years, but once again, it was a struggle because it was a bureaucratic organization. Most of the money goes up to national and the other. That wasn't our cup of tea. So we broke away from that and formed Vietnam Vets of Indian River County. And we got some office donated to us. And gradually we kept building, building, building. I met Curtis. Curtis uh, came along on the journey with us. He'd come help. Need, somebody needed to come to us and we'd help out. Uh, now we have eight service officers. 
an attorney who's accredited with the VA. We're on the process of becoming accredited with the VA, which would help streamline our claims process. And I told you, those, those are only three of the many, uh, several thousand that we've dealt with over the last 14 years to help. And with the homeless vet has been our, the homeless vet and the claims have been our biggest programs. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how we're at. Uh, you know what, our job is, uh, like I said, to help those who are born the price for our freedom. And we're not gonna give up on the mission. I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to two things. Judge Menz, who's the judge of uh, uh, the vet court, which I told you uh, helps uh, give a veteran another chance if he gets arrested uh, for a minor offense. She is very compassionate and a caring judge and a very fair judge. And also I need to remind everybody that on Father's Day we have our second fundraiser of the weekend which is a car show at the Vero Beach Elks which has grown tremendously in support of our organization. So you have the golf tournament on Saturday and then the car show on Sunday. It's an exhausting weekend, let me tell you. You couldn't put the car show on another weekend. You couldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, no we've been doing it for the last 11 years at the Elks. Uh, on Father's Day, and uh, the wives have been very okay with us. You know, they'll come have lunch with us, but it's it's a it's a very very wonderful and happy weekend. Uh, the golfers all are very happy with the program we put on. You know, we're all out. Curtis is out hustling for prizes. I'm out hustling. We have several other members, but keep in mind, our organizations thrive because new members join us we have we're still I mean we still got the old folks joining our organization <laughs> but we've now also starting to see some of the younger ones come we have a gal who's our program director Nicole O'Neill she's like an energizer bunny <laughs> if they're out there she's gonna find them and she's gonna want us to help and we can't always help, so we call Curtis. Yeah, Can you help yeah. with this? Can you help with that? You know? Well, you know, one good thing, when I was with the Veterans Council, I used to run the transportation department, um, which would take our veterans from here down to West Palm Beach for right. their, uh, for their uh, appointments and stuff like that. So I got to know a lot of people down in West Palm. In yeah. fact, West Palm comes up here for our golf tournament. We have about eight, nine, ten people, doctors and different people that actually come up to go play in oh, this that's tournament. incredible. And in fact, the past administrator of the West Palm Beach that used to run the hospital is on my board, Donna Caton Behensky. She just ended up retiring and moved to Vero. Her and I started talking, and now she's on my board with the veterans of New River oh, County. Great. So that's one of the good things is that Vic got to know a lot of people from HUD and a lot of people from the Homeless Coalition, be it Louise or whoever that's in here. And we got to know people, and then when we started talking to them, they understand that, hey, we're here because of our hearts, you know, not for notoriety, not to see who can get their name in a newspaper. Right. It's because right. we're here to help veterans. Well, a couple of things that I'd like to touch on. First of all, I know Judge Menz personally. Yeah. She's a tremendous human being, not just yes, a judge. She yes, she I'm is. I'm telling you, she is one of the greatest people I've ever met, personally. Um, also, we have a girl that works with us, Ashley Duval. She's a veteran. She was in the Coast Guard. and. She has horror stories from the VA, so I'm going to, she's actually on vacation this week or else she would have been here, but I need to get her in touch with you guys, and she'll see this podcast and all that, because of course yeah. she'll be in the office, but uh, I think it would be good for her to talk to you guys, and maybe she can share some of the stories that, that she's told me, and maybe she can help you guys help somebody, because 
Uh, you're talking about the drug court, you're talking about disability, you're talking about claims. I mean, it seems like it's a mess over there at Veterans Affairs. Well, oh, well, you know yeah. what it is. But understand, we, both of us in our organization, couldn't do what we do unless we had partners that, that can help us take care of all that we need to take care of. Well, that was my question about the collaboration. That's it, exactly. Yeah. The collaboration we have with uh, a lot of the organizations in Indian River County directly help others in various ranges, but also help us. Right. right. And one of our biggest collaborators, and not, believe it or not, is the West Palm VA. I get two to three, maybe four calls a week. Vic, do you have a, do you have a homeless bed? Do you have a homeless bed? And they say, well, can we clone you for the other two counties? I says, no, <laughs> I can't handle what I got here with you guys, so no. But that's, that's what, you know, Curtis has a lot of friends down in West Palm. I know I have all the social workers on speed dial, and they have me on speed dial. But that's it, you know, you know Curtis and I will tell you, it, it, without collaboration, we could not do what we, we do. I mean, the women of the Trillium, once a year, one hour, soup sales, $1,000. The, the, the Oaks ladies uh, with the Mahjong tournament, two to three thousand dollars. We we get it, dollar dollar. We scrounge for whatever we can and whatever partners we can. One of our biggest partners is the Vero Beach Help, 1774. They have been a champ with uh, programs, getting grants for programs for veterans, for furnishings, you know, for food. So. Those, those, those need to be mentioned because those are some of our partners, along with the Treasure Coast Homeless Services Council. You know, Curtis and I have known Louise for a lot of years. <laughs> She's a feisty woman, but she I'll tell you feisty. what, there's none better than her at doing what she does. Well, I've always kind of considered myself a Vero Beach evangelist, and not just for the beautiful weather that we're enjoying even yeah. today, but oh, uh, it's the business owners. I mean, I'm it really is. It it's is. the business owners, it's the people, it's the people like you guys that are helping the veterans, and just... Like you said, it's a hand up, not a hand out. Um, people need help. They I mean, do. People need in, help. In, in fact, I wanted to I wanted to bring one thing up. Vic and I, about three or four years ago, I read a small article in the paper about this judge in Kentucky. She was getting ready to retire, and she was going to move to Vero Beach. And then she was talking because she had not moved full time here yet. She was still in Kentucky, getting ready to do her retirement. And um, so I called her. And I said, I see that you wanted to do some housing in Indian River County for low-income uh, veterans um, and homeless veterans, I guess. So on Royal Palm Boulevard, there used to be a little Bel Air little motel that's yeah. right there at DeSoto. Well, her and her husband bought that whole stretch. Really? And so Vic and I started working with their hand in hand, saying, we can do this, we can do that. We went to our, uh, in front of the city council to get her a variance and everything else and it's working out great now Vic yeah. well so it's 20 it started out of being a two-story one-bedroom apartment but with the codes and everything else and she needed to be done she couldn't quite get through the process that we have here in Indian River County mm -hmm. so instead she built 20 units straight on efficiency units which you know they're not large but for a single veteran or, or a veteran and his wife, they'll be more than uh, uh, adequate. Uh, so we're out hustling <laughs> everything we can to furnish those 20 units. And I have two storage units and a, a trailer. Every bit of it's chock full for, for that. 
You know, we're looking for love seats. We're looking for uh, uh, small uh, chairs. You know, she's already had do donated beds and TV. And we're going to get everything else that's needed for those units. We're going to have them, we'll have all 20 of them furnished unless we want to leave a couple of them because people who have their own furniture sure. and stuff like that. But that's, that's what we do now. See, we don't always deal with, you know, we don't always partner with uh, nonprofits. She's a prof for profit, but she's accepting, she's already approved for HUD Vash, so she can get the HUD Vash, and we always have a need for that. We fought for four and a half years with the VA to get HUD Vash vouchers in this county. And we just couldn't do the successful symphony. We just got a hold of Congressman Posey. He went to the head of the director <laughs> of, of HUD, and oh, lo, here comes 15 HUD Vash grants like that. We housed 31 on the HUD Vash that oh, year. Great. Uh, we had we ran out of HUD Vash again, and you know uh, there's other counties that had a bunch of them that they weren't using. I think you came with, Curtis came mm -hmm. with me, we went down to uh, West, Palm, uh, West Palm and we had a meeting with the uh, HUD Vash people and they brought the director from Miami up mm -hmm. and I said all due respect sir, but there's got to be some bureaucrat that can turn the no switch onto a yes switch. <laughs> Next morning we got seven HUD Vash grants. Wow. Yeah he was great, I mean that's the kind of, kind of uh, communication we continue to have. We don't have to worry about communication with the VA. If we get a complaint, there's something going on where they're not uh, outsourcing the program that uh, the Millennium Act and the uh, program that uh, Trump put in for veterans to have community care. If they, uh, they're coming up uh, down in West Palm and saying, well, no, you can't go there or anything else. Well, that's where Curtis and I get involved. We're veterans advocate. We'll call or uh, and usually that resolves. We had uh, a HUD Vash supervisor who was rather rude, told one guy, if you don't do what I tell you, I'm gonna take your HUD Vash grant away. Well, that didn't sit well with me when I found out, so I wrote the director about professionalism. That, uh, that HUD Vash supervisor is not the sweetest person on the face of the earth with dealing with uh, veterans and, and the Tre Treasure Coast Homeless Service Council. Another thing we do, I mean, we. I don't know if you know a guy by the name of Sylvester McIntosh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Curtis yeah. I met and I him know. with uh, Tony, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt. Right. Yeah. Well, Curtis and I both, you know, well, I got a, t I got a uh, opportunity to talk to his commanding officer. Sylvester w walked into the kill zone on three different occasions and drug his wounded Marines out with a big gaping hole in his chest from being shot. Uh, he ended up in the hospital ship and he recovered and everything else. Well, his bravery was never recognized. And he was at a reunion down in San Diego and I asked, his, I, he put his commanding officer on the line and I asked her, all due respect to Semper Fi, but I don't understand why Sylvester wasn't, his act of bravery wasn't uh, recognized. So he put him in for the Silver Star. Well, that didn't sit well with a lot of us, let me tell you. That was Medal of Honor stuff. Yeah. Well, I sent, a few months ago, I sent a letter to the White House outlining that we believe this was Medal of Honor. Well, I got a response from the White House. It's being turned over to the appropriate federal agency now. And I'm hoping that the, when they, at the end of the day, Sylvester is recognized for his bravery, for the Medal of Honor that he deserves. You, you want to hear a, a story? Uh, I wow. <laughs> I go, uh, we were at the Memorial Islands 
and uh, I was talking with Sylvester. He's like, oh, oh, come here, come here, Curtis. I want to introduce you to somebody. So he, he says, guys in BD, uh, battle dress uniform, desert uniform. And he spins around. It's his son. Him, him me, and his son were in the army together. Oh my I gosh. said, I know, Charlie. <laughs> Mac, what's going on, buddy? So that's a small world. But oh, yeah. yeah, we were in the army together. I said, I, I know your son very well. We were in the army right. together for about four years. Yeah, so. Sylvester's a super, but, super nice guy. I met him through Tony Young, oh, yeah. who, uh, who yeah. I helped when he ran for city council. And he was very involved with the Veterans Council. And a lot of the veterans were involved in his campaign. So I did oh, yeah. meet a lot of these Yeah, folks. I will too. Well, that's how I got to meet Curtis. Yep with yeah. Uh, Tony yeah, yeah. Um, you know the one thing I got to say we, we sh I think we all know this it's too bad Lee's not here but um, we can't do this without the people in, from Indian River County yeah. I mean we can go ahead and, and pound 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 and if we don't get a result then we don't but Indian River County is just so caring so giving they, they, they love our vets as we do but um, but we could not do it with guys like you oh, and, and no, the organization you and the things yeah. that you've done to help us promote you know our cause and um, but without uh, without them yeah. we could we don't get grants from the federal government to, to right. run our stuff we <laughs> no. have to go out and get it yeah well we let's, let's, let's not let's not pass over Lee too much because I don't Lee, want to I wanted him to come I know, over I here I wanted to come over here because Lee has been a champion of nonprofit veteran nonprofits here in Indian River County for a lot of years. I, I first met him with Toys for Tots, let me tell you. Can I grab him? Um, if, uh, if you want, is he around? Yeah. He, oh, yeah, yeah, go for I'll it. I'll be right back. Right. All right. He is, he is a champion of veterans' uh, causes. Yeah. And like I said, it's all about collaboration. Yeah. Well, like we talked about, without the business owners, without the people that are here to help, just like Curtis said, you can ask, but if nobody says yes, then you don't get anything. In this community, you get a lot of yeses. Yes, you do. Yeah. I, and when I've gone to a number of restaurants, said, "Yep, we're, we're going to participate." Yeah. And I have some, you know, that is too small that, that that can't. And I understand that, but I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes it's embarrassing to have to ask. I feel, you know, like like I'm overstepping. But you know what? I know what we do, and that's why we. Well, you're not asking for you. I mean, you're asking no, because and, you want to help other people. And I leave we, we, the same documents. We, we leave them the packet of who we are and what we're about. So it works. It works well. Well, Curtis went to go see if he could grab Lee because we want to give him some recognition. And we do want to thank him for letting us shoot this podcast here at Waldo's. I'm not sure if he had any luck. Uh, I don't know. We'll see when he gets back. Yeah, we'll see when but, he gets uh, back. <laughs> we, and we are going to have Lee on a, on a podcast. We yeah. talked about doing it possibly at the Words of War um, which would be a really cool place, I think, to, to, to yeah. do a podcast. That's, Is he going to come up here? Yeah, he's coming oh, right up. Cool. Here he comes now. Yeah, you want to pull up a chair for him? Yeah. We don't have a mic for him, but we'll hear him. <laughs> yeah, my voice carries, so he can... Yeah. But just in collaboration along with Curtis and... Uh, All right, Lee, come on uh, over I, and have a yeah. seat. These guys were adamant about bringing you on and giving some recognition to you and the Waldos for all the help that, uh, that, that you provided for veterans in this county. So we thought it was only fair to, to bring you on. Again, we're going to interview you. We'll do a podcast with you in oh, the future. Cool. But uh, everybody, this is Lee Olson, right? Yep. From Waldos. And uh, again, thank you for letting us shoot this here. Oh, absolutely. Anything that you'd like to say to these gave, guys? Or? Gave you a pretty good backdrop. Didn't yeah, I'd say. <laughs> good foredrop, too, man. I can't yeah, stop yeah. looking at this ocean. Yeah, there, there used to be... Um, I'd rather not say the name, but there used to be uh, a guy who did a radio show here on the weekly 
uh, stopped years ago. But yeah, it's, I mean, can't beat can't beat the uh, the environment. That's yeah. for sure. But you got to love these guys. I mean, they they have just done such extraordinary work, um, especially with the homeless vet population in our county. I mean, it's to me, it's it's an unthankable job because it just goes on and on and on and. I hope one day we can just put you all out of work. That would be great. <laughs> My wife, our wives would appreciate it. They believe me. Our wives would appreciate it. We yeah. couldn't do it without support like you guys yeah. oh. that you'd give us. Uh, I mean, I'd, it's not just me. I mean, we, the one thing that we have here in our small little Vero Beach is just an outpour from the community for veterans and homelessness and uh, children, it's, it, it just goes on and on. I have, you know, I've lived here 32 years and I couldn't be more proud to be from this town. And as more people come in, we see, you know, more people wanting to get on board and with different organizations like your own where they're, you know, they have bundles of money to spend and, yeah. and I'm sure you guys are more than happy to take it. <laughs> yeah. but, but Lee, we, yeah. we wanted to go on record about how great you have been in supporting veteran issues here since I've known you. I've been here since 2008 and I've never heard you tell a veterans organization no. Never will. Right. I, so. I am the son of a veteran. Yeah. Um, my dad was in the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Um, and his last, or his first two years of the academy, he was actually uh, involved in World War II, so he was considered a World War II vet, yeah. um, which was awesome. But, you know, it's just something that came down through the generation. I mean, my dad, he retired at the age of 60 and spent the next 25 years um, working with uh, Habitat for Humanity and our Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh. He traveled all over the world doing missionary work and he instilled wow. it in us at a young age. Um, when we were kids, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Our church had a sister church in a very poor town in West Virginia. So right before Christmas, we would have to go through all our stuff, our toys, our clothes, and we had to pack them up, and then my dad put the six kids in the station wagon with the rumble seat in the back facing out. That was usually my location. And um, we would go down to West Virginia, and we would deliver these things to the families so they had stuff for Christmas. So it's it's been going on in my body since little after birth. <laughs> you know what, Lee? I went, I'm on the board from Memorial Island. I'm not sure. I didn't mention that to you before. But... We just got a new, beautiful wall out there. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you helped out with um, having the fundraiser here? Um, I think it was I think it was Next Gen that yes. came to me, uh, and it was when it was still at it was an etching, and they were like, "Hey, we want to do this," and I'm like, "Okay, well, why don't we have the inaugural uh, fundraising start here at our charity bar, and you know." A lot of times you get donations from my customers, but what's most importantly on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon when I have you guys here is public awareness. You know, I mean, that's, it, 
you get a little money at you know at the charity bar and stuff but it's the awareness of the community stopping by your table you know maybe dropping a couple bucks in or buying a beer or whatever the case may be but that's that was the launching point to get the public awareness out there this great well i mean it was it was an honor to be invited to the ribbon cutting and i've been over there several times it's such a reflection uh, spot now in riverside park if you haven't been there um, to see the wall it's located on the east side of memorial island as you approach the loop you'll see it on the left hand side and i highly recommend people anybody who has a veteran but especially in these last uh, you don't want to call them wars but whatever we were doing in afghanistan and iraq and um, conflicts this, yeah conflicts if that was. was the word i was okay. looking for um it, re it really reflects on it it's a reflection to that generation which hence is the next gen so it was it was our honor to be a part of that well, have you ever said no to a vet I, I, never. I, never told me no. <laughs> yeah, never okay. told me no. Oh, are, you, are you kidding? I, if I said the word no, I, it, on a sunny, clear day like today, a bolt of lightning would be sent down from my father going, <laughs> I didn't teach you to say no. <laughs> but no, it, it's the vets, uh, first responders, it, you know, the Boy Scout troops, we have them here on occasions. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies, you know, it's, the, it's, you can't just take from the community. You have to give back, and that's that's and been those, my whole thing and you for have been 15 years. Very, very generous yeah. to us. And the and the Driftwood Resort. Anytime, yes. you know, there's a veteran fundraiser going on, and uh, the Driftwood is always willing to put up a room uh, as a donation, so we can do a package deal where you get dinner for two and a night stay. What better place to stay than the Driftwood? That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's great, that's great. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I, how can you beat it? I, I got a yeah. comment on the ocean again, man. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> it is the Sun perfect. just reflecting off of it. The perfect environment for a podcast. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So well, he was kind enough when I asked him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. He didn't sure. say no. Right? <laughs> he didn't say no, right? Yeah. So anytime I need something from Waldo's, I'm going to have Curtis ask Lee or Vic ask Lee, and then I know uh, that well, I'll you know, you know, you can just call me directly. Right. More yeah. than likely, I won't say no. I love it. I'm not a veteran, but I, you know. That's okay. But I do want to thank all of you guys and your yeah. father and anybody that's, you know, uh, gone to, to, to into the service and really protected our freedoms here in this country because yeah. I do feel like that a lot of us take a lot of that for granted. And without you guys, trust me, this would be a very, very different world that we would be living in. Well, well, keep in mind that even after the war stops and they come home, our, our feeling has always been that we don't leave a veteran behind. Not on the battlefield, and not on the homeland. We're still serving. That's yes. the way I look. That's at well, it. exactly. And and the war doesn't end in their mind when the plane lands. You know, I mean, Correct. there's still so much work to be done with so many veterans that come back and deal with PTSD and uh, homelessness, which to me is just absurd. Um, but that's for a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also, I, I, I mentioned my dad uh, graduating from Kings Point, but I also want to honor my brother and my oldest nephew. Three Bob Olsons all graduated from Kings Point. Wow. Yeah. And 
we we missed it by one generation. There was one family that had four generations <laughs> that graduated from Kings Point. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 always an honor and always a pleasure to have you guys here. And call me anytime. You know, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> we know. Uh, we know. Well, Lee, thank you for letting us shoot this podcast here. Absolutely, Curtis guys. and Vic. Thank you for for coming and being guests with us. Thanks, um, thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. Good buddy. luck with the golf and tournament. Do, good luck with uh, everything with the Veterans Council. June 18th. Zero uh, seven check in. That's seven o'clock. Zero eight. Yeah, eight o'clock. Uh, <laughs> shotgun start. Uh, Sandridge. June 18th. Love to see you all there. Okay. Oh, the price seventy five dollars. That includes your luncheon and your 18 holes, and then afterward we have the luncheon over at the fairgrounds, which will include all the gifts and all the great things that Lee gave us. Uh, and keep in mind that only the team leaders need to check in, and there'll be a booth out there for them to check in, so that will get us processing a lot faster. VVIRC.org slash events. Yep, both courses. VVIRC.org slash events, and then what was the phone number again if they want to call? 772-538-2484. And 772-794-0005. All right. Well, good luck with the golf tournament. Again, June 18th, Roger. Sandridge. And uh, thank you thank you guys again. We appreciate yeah. it. And again, appreciate Lee, I can't, can't thank you enough, man. Thanks. And thank you. And everybody enjoy the uh, air show this weekend. Oh, oh we'll yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're, my, we're, my, we're hoping to warn the winds work in our direction where we can sit here and watch the show for more. And I'm hoping my windows don't rattle too much when they fly over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. All right, guys. Yep. Thank you.